and welcome to the How To Be A Grown Up podcast for Grown Ups, the show where each week we discuss an aspect of modern life that any adult should really have mastered by now, but we remain baffled by. Ever had a conversation with the in-laws about tax and felt totally lost? Ever held a friend's baby and, far from finding it cute, just thought it looked like an alien? Ever sat in a meeting at work and instead of paying attention to the very important PowerPoint presentation, you're just singing Return of the Mac in your head? Yeah, well, this is the podcast for you. Remember, you can get in touch. At The Grown Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Right, I'm very, very excited today. We've had an insane reaction on social media when we posted that this guest was coming on the show. Um, You'll know him from Hollyoaks. You'll know him from a Celebrity Big Brother, Love Island, a ton of more stuff. Welcome to the show, Paul Danan. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hi. (laughs) Good. We're very good. We're very good. I'm really good. I'm I'm uh, I'm currently like watching about ten people do tarmac outside my window um, for the road that uh, we live on. I'm at my parents, and um, yeah, I'm just you know in isolation and enjoying uh, doing podcasts, and I you know happy to to be to be alive, man, and not to be uh, full of um, yeah. you know illness like others. And it's it's quite a sad time for me right now too, because I I feel. I don't know. I, I I get really upset about you know this current situation. I try to stay as positive mm. as I can, um, but it is it, how can you not? You know. And you're in your own bubble, and then suddenly you remember what's going on, and it just yeah, it's horrible every day. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and listen, it's lovely to have you here, Paul. And people are very very excited. As I said, first I just want to thank a couple of people who have reviewed the podcast in order to stroke our egos a little bit. Yeah. Put and read a couple out. Um, Nazzle Pops says, I stumbled upon <laughs> I stumbled upon this podcast quite by accident and good grief, I'm pleased that I did. These guys had me chuckling so hard, I snorted my morning mocha all over the wife. Uh, I don't oh. think that's a euphemism. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, massive shout out to Steph, who said this was about one of our um, episodes with Hannah East talking about parenting on lockdown. She said, thank you, Hannah, for saying what we all think and wish we could say, but fear judgment. This interview was so relatable from the husband hiding in the garage to pretending that being locked in the house with our wonderful children is not quite, frankly, horrendous. Aww. So, Steph, thanks so much for getting in touch. Oh, bless. That's lovely. Thank you very much uh, for getting in touch, guys. If you do like the podcast, please do rate, review and subscribe. Right. As I say, people have been getting in touch on Instagram and Twitter. And Paul, I'm going to jump straight into it on Mm. Instagram. They are loving you, Paul. (laughs) Yeah, they really are. On Instagram, Jay wants to know, do you follow Paul Danan Official on Insta? That's my account. So hang on. So what? So the parody account is you as well? Is that you as well? Really? I, that's my name. That's my brand. That's my boys. We work together. It's, it's me and a crew that we uh, we write it together, and we and yeah, of course. It is one of my favourite accounts online ever. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing. Oh, it's amazing. Thank you. I've been doing it for about a year and a half now, but I, I stay silent. I don't let people know. I mean, I, I'm happy to talk about it. I'm happy to, but I, I, uh, I'm in the, mm. I'm in the background because it's a parody account and it's me reflecting on back in the day, the China White's days, the mental days, and we, we just, we have, we find really cool pictures, and we kind of put them up, and then we, we write together a story that is completely ludicrous, and, um, and make, make <laughs> people laugh, and we just, we, we let one out once a month or so. 
Um, and um, yeah, we're currently doing a book together. We're doing a TV series. We're, there's so much going on with Dananagram. And uh, it's an it's an amazing thing, and it's people love it. I mean, on Evening Standard said it was Insta Gold, and it was the best best it Instagram is. account mm -hmm. around. So I'm very proud of it. There's so much there's because there's there's so many different elements to it, right? It's obviously absolutely hilarious, but some of the way the way it's written is actually incredibly poetic oh, yeah. in its weirdness. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, it's very it gets very weird, and it gets very um, you know, uh, uh, not Shakespearean, but it gets. I don't know. I can't. I can't mm. explain. But the, the 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 style of the writing is what makes it, and uh, the style of the of the kind of content and um, how we can just kind of look at a picture and make up a story that is so bizarre but mm. actually believable. Well, have you been surprised by the reaction that it's had? Just that everyone is loving it and not necessarily thinking that you're doing it as um, well. Yeah, I mean, look. At the end of the day, I would never let something like that out without my say so or without you know uh, uh, the story the story the story is is that that they released a post uh, these guys they just went on 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 instagram of, uh, no no they went on the internet and they found a picture that was quite funny and they were like oh who can we um you know who can we say like like if we put up a a a, a page on instagram that, that that it's from and then they were like well Paul Danan, he was in the thick of it and these are like free Three kind of young 27-year-old guys that kind of typed in the word China Whites and some pictures came up. And they were laughing and they decided to write a little bit underneath like uh, uh, the picture. And um, and then I, my brother told me about it and said, like, Paul, you know, these guys are writing about like Lee Ryan and writing about like Callum and, and stuff. Like, don't you think... Like, like these were the very early posts. Don't you think you should like have a chat with them? So I did, and I was like, "Listen, what, what, what are you doing?" I was like, "Look, it's fine, but like, you know, we need to work together on this." And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, sure. Do you want us to take it down or still?" And I said, "No, nah, it's really funny. Let's let's go with it and let's do it together." But the one rule is that we can't go below the belt. We have to make it, you know, okay, so no one sues us, no one gets angry, and everyone just sees it's complete parody. So that's how it evolved. And then since since then, I've become best friends with the guys and we all just get together, find pictures and just and it takes us a long time to write it. But we, we come out with a real golden, um, you know, proper, proper, you know, like real, real ace posts like they have to be they have to be quality. Like we have to keep the level up, you know. Yeah. How um, some of the other celebrities were featured on it. How have they taken it? They love it. They all want to be on it now. Yeah. Everyone wants to be on it. I mean, like, literally, I've got Callum Best every week just going, Paul, please do one on me. Like, you know, whereas before, like, I, you know, like, like, you know, I remember Lee Ryan when we did one of him, he was, um, we said that he was off his tits on the, and double dropped on Mitsubishi's. And then I had to, um, uh, I, I had to pay Yo Sushi to keep, um, to keep their restaurant open because he just wanted to watch the plate spinning till three in the morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Lee Lee Ryan like phoned me as he, as he was getting on a plane and he was like mate listen what what are you doing like I'm about to do strictly come dancing man I got kids why are you why do you have to name the name of the pill and I was like well it's you know well, well, it's just funny Lee you know it's only a joke I said look it, it's not actually me it's me and these guys but I'll speak to them this was the early days of it and and anyway we took it down and Lee and then since then like. Gaffney is like like a really thing. Gaffney with gaffers, like our our, our legend yeah. is Darren Day. We call him our guru, um, Dazza, mm. um, Uncle <laughs> yeah. Mickles, Mick Hutnell. 
Um, uh, you know, and we we now sell tea towels, Uncle Mickle's tea towels. We have um, uh, <laughs> we have Darren uh, Darren Day. Um, uh, what do we do with Darren Day's? We'll, Owen and Will Miller, two packets, a packet, and a packet, a packet, which is um. <laughs> um, you know, two pints of lager, and he loves it. And you know, and like you know, there's there's just like Anthea Turner, Anthea Gurner, um, and um, there's just so so many people that, that we do. And you know, at the end of the day, they know we're just having a laugh, man. You know, it's really addictive as well. I was scrolling through it this morning, and I was yeah. just like, oh, just look at one more, yeah. oh, just one more, just yeah, one more. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's very clever. It's very clever. And I'm doing an autobiography at the moment with the Instagram boys in that Ooh. style of writing, but it's actually my 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 life my stories and you talk about sobriety and i think that's quite interesting because lots of people during lockdown are, are drinking too much and it's not very good for their anxiety it's something that i've experienced in my own life to a much a much smaller degree but is there any times in your life kind of where you realized okay i've hit i've hit a low point i've hit rock bottom and you knew that you needed to oh, sort massively. it out massively i hit a lot of rock bottoms but um i hit i hit the worst rock mm. bottom when i relapsed after having um uh, nearly a year sobriety and um you know um mm. drugs was my thing not alcohol but you know alcohol if i did have alcohol i wouldn't just have one you know anything anything any anything to change the way I felt because obviously there was some stuff going on for me that obviously I wanted to numb, and um, you know, and when when the drugs stop working, like the verb says, you know, um, they just make you worse. Mm. And um, and and when I relapsed yeah. and I and I had a belly full of recovery and I knew what recovery was like and I knew how beautiful it was and how great things happen. You know, when you do good things, good things happen. When you do bad things, bad things happen. It's as simple as that. And when I started to 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 to, to go back on the on the on the dark route on the bad side then I, I i just realized that that's not what i wanted and it suddenly was like my god this mm. is like if this is evolving very quickly and the ripple effects are ridiculous and they they hurt your family they hurt your friends they hurt your girlfriend they hurt everyone around you all because you know you're at home mm. you know taking stuff that's ruining me and it just got to the point where i just surrendered and i said right no more and i had to ask for help and you know poor caroline flack never got to, to do that never got to ask for help and people like yeah. that just never got a chance to really speak their mind because they were worried about what people might think or say and i just did an interview for new magazine talking about you know the the the, mm. the, the, the time i went on jeremy carl and i went on there and he was such a you know, he was really hard with, with me and I never even met him before. And I met him on the stage. He never even said hello. And I just was on the stage. And suddenly he's like showing all these clips of me drunk back in the day, like 10, 15 years ago. And I'm thinking, what are you doing that for? And he was showing like, because he, he had all like the 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 the, um, the archives from ITV. So he was able, able to show Love Island. He was like, yeah. able to show Callum Fran and Dangerous Danan. And he was just shaming me. And I just thought I wanted to get off the stage. I thought, what is your point here? You know? I'm, I'm here in a public eye struggling, trying to explain that this is not easy. It's a daily reprieve. And and every day I have to fight this. And it's a disease and it's an illness. And I'm not using it as an excuse, but, you know, it's it's a proper... Yeah proper mental health in the in the oxford medical dictionary as a disease as a as a as a proper you know um uh, bad situation people are dying every year millions of people are dying from this illness from alcoholism and addiction and causing crime yeah. and causing 
families to break up and kids to be fostered and and taken out of their uh, their parents' houses and homes and and hands and and it's just rife and it's like all I want to do is help others now. All I want to do is try and have a voice to try and say, listen, ask for help. Pride kills. If you're suffering, don't suffer in silence. You know, it's okay to not be okay. All that stuff. Mm. And, um, and 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 like, I'm really passionate about it. Paul, on Instagram, Bobby Bunsen wants to know, you've obviously been on Celebrity Big Brother, so you have been locked away in a house with other celebrities. But he wants to know which celebrities would you like to self-isolate with right now um oh uh i would love to self-isolate with probably um sean williamson you know barry from extended mm. he's yeah. amazing yeah. he was so easy to live with it was such a laugh we used to like walk around the big brother house like, outside the garden just do laps like we were in prison and um <laughs> and we, we used to play a game called de niro and it, he we'd have to like spell uh with the start with d and d would be like we would have to name a, a film a producer a director or something beginning with d and then you'd say it and then from like that you'd have to name something he it was his turn to name something of a film that that was by a director or an actor beginning with e and whoever could spell de niro first was the winner <laughs> And, and basically, <laughs> we both, both love Robert De Niro, and I named my son De Niro. He's De Niro Danan. And, uh, oh, wow. That's yeah. the best name. Love a bit yeah, of inspiration. Yeah, it's cool. It's so cool. And uh, and basically, yeah, we used to just do that every day. Sam and Sam and um, and and um, Sam from Made in Chelsea. Oh, I know Sam. Yeah, Sam Thompson. Sam Thompson. He was great to live with. He was really, really good. Sam and Jordan were just like, they were just like the funniest guys. They always had stuff to do. They were always great. Mm. You know, I, I had so much fun with them. And I, I also had um, a lot of fun with the girl from Despa uh, the, the Real House. Uh, no, what was it? Well, Brandy, she was amazing. But uh, Desperate Scouse Wives? Yeah, she was from, no, she was from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Brandy. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, um, but then um, also mob wives. We had um, Melissa, um, and and she was she was cool as anything, and she was so good to look at. Um, um, but <laughs> oh, but yeah, sounds... yeah. I, I I think like Dean Gaffney would be great. Michael Greco. I, I was on Love Island with Greco and Celebrity Love Island with the original, and that was amazing. Lee Sharp was brilliant to be with. He was a footballer back in the day, if you remember Lee Sharp. Um, so I don't know, like, yeah. I, I, I really I really um, enjoyed my time living with him. Shane Lynch, he's great fun from Boyzone and Abs from Five. Like, those boys have got stories, man. And, um, yeah. you know, and, I, and also my original love from Celebrity Love Island, which was Lady Isabella Harvey, she was just a an mm -hmm. absolute mm -hmm. beauty of a person to be around. And um, she was just so much fun. And I kind of really, I look at those days and Chris Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan's son, he was like, th these were my favourite people. And like living with him for like two months, like, you know, was just uh, like, you get to know people when you're with them 24 hours, you know, you really get to know them. Absolute Paul, let me ask you, right, we've got, we've got listeners at both ends of the spectrum, right? They've got some highbrow questions about your life and advice you've got, but we also got a question in from Jess who wants to know, what name would you like if you weren't called Paul? 
Um, well, my 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 middle name is Louis, but I used to be wanted. Well, I used to want wanted to be called Michael because I love Michael Jackson. Um, so mm. um, I I really yeah I like the name Michael. I don't know what what why, but well I know why it's because of Michael Jackson. But but Louis, like I once I remember when I went to my first treatment center after the first Celebrity Love Island, and I was so scared that people would recognize me and all that because obviously the first Celebrity Love Island, I made a bit of a splash on that and a lot of people knew me yeah. and after that i kind of got really ill and i i, I started to to ice to to, to um, really isolate and really go within myself and didn't want to come out of my house and it was quite sad and i was using a lot of drugs and i ended up reaching out and getting some help and i went there and i had like a hat glasses on like literally for weeks i, I wouldn't take my hat off or my glasses only when i went to sleep and uh, i called myself louis so everyone just knew me as louis and that was the paranoia. And the difference yeah. for me now is that I would tell anyone on my podcast, especially everything now. I'm open book. Like mm. I will talk. I will yeah. talk about what happened. I will talk about how painful it was. But back then, I didn't want no one to even know it was me. And that's the difference. The change, the transition in me now is that you know what? If I tell everyone everything, then no one's got anything on me. You mentioned Caroline Flack, of course, as well. Oh. And you've spoken actually in public about the pressure of people coming off Love Island, that instant fame. It's something that I've talked about on the radio quite a lot as well. It's, I think it's quite um, an unhealthy society we lived in. You talked about people like Piers, uh, not Piers Morgan, sorry, Jeremy Kyle, and those kind of broadcasters that judge you. And we live in a society, in a social media society, that does that anyway it seems like and people like the pain of other people they like to see it and it's they get off on suffering it's funny it's funny you say that yeah because like Piers Morgan interviewed me after I came off the first Celebrity Love Island and he said Paul what do you think about these people that are on these shows like that was on the show with you like for instance, Rebecca Luz or Callum Best or whatever, and they don't have a craft. The reason why mm. Rebecca's on there is because there was a tape about her and John Leslie. The reason why Callum's on there is because his dad's famous. Like, what do you think about that? And I was like, well, yeah, how can you call them celebrities or whatever when really, all right, they are celebrities, of course they are, but but there was that whole kind of, he wanted to know about this, this you know, what do I make of like someone like me that's trained, you know, um, uh, I trained method acting. I was at drama school. I, I, I went on Hollyoaks. And then I went into Celebrity Love Island. Like, the people that just go in because suddenly... Sorry, sorry, there was uh, Rebecca Lucy. Yeah, because she got with David Beckham. And, and <laughs> Abby, sorry, I got it wrong. I was talking about Abby Titmus because the... the, the That's the, a different the, 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 the into one. Yeah, uh... yeah, yeah. But, 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 you know, it's like... That's the thing, the mix of the, of like you're on yep. there with like someone like Lee Sharp who played for England, Dwayne Ladagio who was an Olympian, um, you've got like Jay Middlemas, a huge presenter, um, yeah, and then you've got Frank Cosgrove yeah. because why? Because he went out with Jodie Marsh. Like it's, it's, it's weird. And, and, but it also is like people are interested in that celebrity at that time but it appears was all about like but do you do you mind it and I was kind of like well you know what it's like what can I say like mm. yeah it's it's at least I've got a craft to go back to which is my acting what are they gonna go and do afterwards and it's well Abby Titmus actually became a big actress so she's done all right but you know it's the instant fame of the Love Islanders right now that go on they're not celebrities 
they're not celebrities. They suddenly got this instant million followers. They, 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 they're getting paid posts, this, that, and the other. They're earning more money than I've ever earned. And and, it, and then the next year, they, they, no one gives a shit because there's a whole new bunch of people mm. um, that are on Love Island. And it's like, you know, then suddenly they get depressed and they end up hanging themselves. I mean, look at, Mike. you know, uh, uh, what's yeah. his name? Um, the yeah. Greek, Mike. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and it's it's fucking tough. And it's scary, and Love Island needs to understand that that that, yeah. that they have to be very careful. Do you think there needs to be more uh, sort of aftercare and aftercare. sort of bef- aftercare. care before as well? Care before, but but aftercare and real real follow up, real follow ups for at least a year. At least a year because all that t- that stuff's going on, the fame, the the, the celebrity, the, the parties, the places, you know, the people, the places and the things. And they need to give them therapy once a week, check in with them for a year. I think that should be, you know, um, uh, mandatory. Sort of standard, standard practice. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what, Paul, I, want, I wonder what you think, because I kind of think that kids these days have have got it the wrong way round because they watch Love Island and they think, I want to be no. famous. And it's like, no, that's not yeah. the point. Fame is a byproduct exactly. of having a craft. Like you say, if you're a singer or an actor or a football player, you get yeah. famous because of your yeah. talent. Being famous in itself is not the point, is it? No, no, they think getting their lips done, getting their boobs done, mm. suddenly going in a bikini and going on Instagram showing their ass, it's that's their fame. That's how they're famous. That that's bullshit. Why would you want what what, what, what talent is that? It's nothing. It's crap. No, and, it's, yeah. and that stems back to, I mean, probably the first lot wave of that was the Kardashians who made it huge. Cause like, th- there was yeah. a big turning point, yeah. wasn't it, when they suddenly became big and then all these reality shows sort of yeah. started taking off. But how could, how, can yes, you, the Insta fame how can you be was proud of there? yourself with just doing that? I mean, some people are all right with that, but I, I, I need to do more in my life. I need to learn. I need to study. Absolutely. I need to, 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 be, to be teachable. And I need to to be able to have some kind of, you know, um, craft, as you say. Like, I used to be a model, right? Back in the day, I was a yeah. model. And I, I, I jacked it in because I thought, nah, I don't want to just stand there and get my pictures taken. I, w- I want to speak. I want to do more. Yeah. It's a craft that you try and get better at. Um, just out of interest, where did you go to drama school? Uh, uh, the Italia Conti Academy of Theatre Arts. You know, there were so many famous people that I was there with that we none of us knew we were going to become famous. But like, you know, I was with Lee Ryan, Kelly Brook, uh, uh, Louise from Eternal, Naomi Campbell. Like, uh, you know, there's so many people that went to Italia Conti and Sylvia Young's, obviously. And Sylvia became my, my agent after Conti's. And, you know, and that's how I got Hollyoaks. And it, it just basically... You know, and then two people out of Conti's became my sisters in Hollyoaks. Um, so, yeah. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's Abs, brilliant. Like, suddenly was going out with my sister in Hollyoaks, Danielle Brent, and he was in five. And it was like then Lee Ryan and then Simon from Blue was an extra on Hollyoaks. And then he became, yeah, he played me a tape one time at lunchtime. And I was like, soul. And he was just an extra from a modelling agency. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to be in a, in a band, man. Like, do you want to hear my tape? And I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. And then, like, a few months later, he was number one with All Rise. <laughs> and you were like, oh, right, I should have paid more attention like, to that. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this guy wasn't talking shit. He was real. You know? um, <laughs> just going back to sort of education and stuff, another really highbrow question that we got on Instagram for you was from Charlie, who asked, how many GCSEs and A-levels did you get? 
Um, I got nine GCSEs. Um, and Very good. Very I, nice. never, yeah. I never took A levels. I I did a degree in performing arts, and I got I got the degree in, in musical theatre in performing arts. Basically, I got a degree in that. I did three years, um, and then and then I went straight into Hollyoaks. But I think the best training as an actor is to be on the field. Actually, you know. Yeah doing it, living it. Hollyoaks was like a training ground for us. Like I interviewed Ben Hull and James Redmond the other day who played Lewis and Finn, yeah. Finn in Hollyoaks and, and they went on to like Casualty and Holby and, and basically, you know, they were my boys at Hollyoaks, same as Nick Pickard who plays Tony still in it and Jimmy who plays Mr. Osborne. And like basically for us, it was like a training ground. Hollyoaks allowed us to learn our craft on yeah. On, on on set like we were learning how to to hit our marks the lighting how to you know to 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 basically you know learn all the technical stuff and to learn what it was like to be on a tv soap and and, that, and we were young we were like 19 it was like we were at uni but with money and we interviewed, I interviewed <laughs> will mellow and me and will were talking about like, the day i arrived and will just took me under his wing and it was like and i thought they were going to be really flash and you know like but but they weren't they were just really down to earth guys that were only thousands of pounds a week at 19 you know years old and and suddenly we just had this family man and we were like you know we had a girl's house and a boy's house and oh man it was the best days of my life doing that what was what's on this sort of a highlight for you doing it except the family do you have any sort of uh, highlighted moments that sort of really stick out for you um i think i think basically just being on set like you know just laughing and just having the greatest time really kind of you know get, getting into the character and having some gritty storylines um you know being with you know, I acted alongside him for about a year in Hollyoaks and he, me and him, we used to just like, like we'd go back to my house and we'd just sit on my bed and we'd watch Lee Evans and smoke joints and just wow. kind of, and just get so stoned and just laugh our heads off and just like, you know, me and just so close and he's just the funniest guy you'll ever meet. And and I'm so proud of him and like, you know, and all of our parties that we used to have, if we didn't have a scenes the next day, we'd, we'd just get off our faces, man, and we'd just have so much fun. And then, you know, like, we just would go on holiday together and we honestly, we were really like a family. There was only a certain amount of people in Hollyoaks back then. It was the original cast and they, 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 like we were very, I don't know, we were very close and it's it's changed now, you know, things are a lot different. But the old school Hollyoaks is, is, is something to always remember. Yeah, I, I loved Hollyoaks back oh, in the day so when low. I was at school, when I was at college. Jonathan on Instagram wants to know which Hollyoaks girl did you fancy the most? Uh, probably Davinia. Um, I think I think Davinia Taylor was amazing. She's one of my good friends now. And um, yeah, I, I really fancied her. I went out with Mandy, um, uh, Sarah Dunn, for a while. Yeah, I remember Mandy. Yeah, she's fit. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Shall I just go and uh, have a cup of tea and I'll come back? Oh, do you know what? Debbie Dean, Roxanne McKee, the list goes on. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know what? I was known as the extras whore because basically the extras used to be um, from a modelling agency and every every day when I'd be filming, they'd be just in the background and I'd be like Santa Ben or, or, or James Redmond. I'd be like, guys, oh, I really love her. And they were like, well, what, what, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know, but she's incredible. And they're just miming in the background and they're looking at us like, oh my God, it's Sol or it's Lewis or 
or Finn, you know, and like, so you knew like you had a good chance. Do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah. I, I yeah. just like, oh, all right, how you doing? Do you want to come back to mine for lunch? You know, and, uh, and, and it just every day there was just a new lot of models and it just got crazy. And people were like, Paul, you're an animal. You're just mental. And I, I just, you know, I was young. I was having fun. And I, why not? Just moving swiftly on from that, um, talking about the high moments, uh, were there any sort of low points as well during Hollyoaks or anything that you really struggled with? Yeah, I think towards the end, I got a bit, I got, I just felt like Sol had so many storylines, like losing his mum to cancer and getting homeless mm. and, uh, you know, um, car crashes and this day, his sister's not really his sister and his dad's not, I mean, just so much stuff happened and in the end i felt like i was just i don't know i just started to get to lose my love for it and i felt yeah. i felt like it was a really sad time for me because i didn't want to to fall out of love with filming there um but i did mm-hmm. i did for a bit and i i, I kind of wanted to go to america and, and like you know make it as a film star out there so i i, I, I that was my dream yeah. man you know um so i said to them not i, I want to leave and they were like well you can't like what do you mean you're in the middle of your contract like you got another i don't know i think it was another six months of that year i'd, I'd done four years and i just I, I was engaged to a girl called Rachel and I kept like having to go back to London and back up to Liverpool where we filmed and it got kind of to the point where I just was tired man and I was and I I just I know when I I don't know and I I think think the addiction started to kick in a little bit as well and and Mm -hmm. I I just said look I said I I really I want to go and they were like look if you really want to go we'll let you go so I ended up killing the pimp of the prostitute that I fell in love with (laughs) and um that's how I get out of situations yeah. all the time. And, yeah. and, and the pimp turned out to be her brother. And it was just like, oh, my God. Oh. So Mr. Osborne had to put us on a bus quickly to the airport so we would get go on a plane and go to Spain. And so now Sol is in Spain. It's always Spain, isn't yeah. it? That's where everyone always goes. So Sol, Sol is in Spain. And if he came back, he'd probably get arrested. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. So so at least they didn't kill me off. Do you know what I mean? This podcast really is all, it's called How to Be a Grown-Up. And it's all about learning to navigate the adult world because we we all feel like we should be grown-ups by this point but we don't really know what we're doing just finally what what advice have you got for our listeners about being better adults and just coping with the world in general what have you learned i suppose be honest be kind and be um be really uh like i don't know be caring to others think of others you know it's really it's really important when we grow up that we're not just selfish in thinking about our motives and ourselves other people are going through stuff if people are a bit nasty or horrible don't just be be upset with them just understand that maybe they're going through stuff at home or maybe they've got problems too and like everyone deserves a chance and i think you know stick with the winners you know you know who the winners are and kind of just always you know ask for help if you need it and don't don't um don't let pride get in the way or ego get in the way be able to kind of you know uh keep your side of the street clean but 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 please if you are struggling or anyone needs to kind of talk about stuff there's anxiety fear depression adhd ocd whatever it may be like you know it's out there and it's real and it's important that we Mm. we we tell someone and we go do you know what i'm not feeling great today and then talk about it and when you air it you take the power out of it and you get better
And listen, we'll put some um, links to different sort of charities and people who you can reach out to um, sort of on our yeah. Instagram as well and our Twitter. Yeah, and, and please, if anyone please does need everyone, to. Like, I'm not just saying it. You'll get a lot from my podcast, Paul Danan, The Morning After. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Morning After talks a lot about mental health and a lot about addiction and a lot about kind of, you know, not sitting in silence. And, and also, it's really funny and we talk about... You know, things that are just just real. It's very real talk like this is. Like your podcast is very real. And I think that's what it's about. Having a platform to get real and let's just all be good to each other. And that's it. What fantastic advice. Yeah, listen, do check out Paul Danan the morning after the podcast. Loads of great guests, loads of great stories. And like Paul says, brilliant advice and it's a safe place to go. Do check out Paul Danan official, obviously, on Instagram. Paul Danan as well um, is Paul's non-parody account. And look out for that autobiography coming out soon um listen paul mate it's been an absolute pleasure thanks for coming on oh man i don't know what i've really enjoyed it and it's been like a real good um yeah it's like a therapy session man i love it so I'll um, take that. that's <laughs> nice <laughs> thank you so much guys for having me big love cheers amazing thank you paul and remember if you want to get in touch with the show it's at the grown-up pod on instagram and twitter and please do rate review and subscribe if you like it we'll catch you next time see you soon bye